65,000 real estate agents have already left the business in 2023, and NAR is predicting it could be up to 250,000 more leave in the next 12 months. If you don't want to be another one of these statistics, this is the episode for you as it's our second part in our five-part series on how to dominate your neighborhood. This is the How To Real Estate Podcast. I'm Kyle Lindsay, one of your hosts, alongside Jeremy Smith. How are you doing today, sir? Doing well, brother. Doing well. Just got a nice roast beef sandwich <laughs> dialed in. Man, I was so hungry. But Podcast fuel. Yeah, dude. Had to have it. <laughs> I've got some steamed broccoli over there that I haven't got to yet. So I, I guess we don't need to ask what you're thankful for today. <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm thankful for Grubhub because they, they brought the yes. grub. They brought the grub. How are you doing, man? Man, I am doing fantastic. I, I've been... Uh, Back and forth with one of my rental properties lately. Okay. Um, and, you know, it it creates issues. And you could always look at this as, oh, God, I have to do this. Or, I, you know, this sucks and I have to deal with this. And the tenants did this. But, man, I am just so happy for these opportunities. Absolutely. I mean, I'm building wealth with real estate, which obviously I love. It's one of the reasons I got into the business in the first place. Get to be a little handy, which I actually like. I grew up being handy. Um, solving issues. There's something so fulfilling about seeing something broken, fixing it, and now it's just, it's complete and whole. It's not broken anymore. It's just a really cool feeling. Dude, I think that's like describing the anatomy of a real estate agent. Like, that's what we do. Like, we solve problems. Yes. Like, we're big time problem solvers. And I love that perspective you had, man. I I really regained that perspective last week at the Build Conference. Mm -hmm. It was like, hey, everything's an opportunity. And, and a friend of mine always says, hey, life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. Mm, Right. And so at the bill conference, I don't remember exactly what was said, but I challenged myself. Somebody said something that impacted me and I challenged myself to like, look at everything as an opportunity, Mm -hmm. you know, and where is the opportunity in that? So I love that you're seeing the opportunity and all these hardships where, you know, you could choose to allow it to stress you out, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and cause you to have a bad day, but you're choosing to see the opportunity in it. And when you do that, it just really, has a positive impact on your thought process and makes things fun, right? We get to solve problems. This uh, episode isn't about rental properties. It's about open houses and events, but this is a nice little segue because a lot of people don't get into the rental market again. They don't choose to invest in rentals because all they see are problems. And it's the same way that people, other realtors don't get into open houses or, or, you know, open houses are very common, but still like hosting events, they could look at those as too complicated right. or even starting a geographic farm. There's too much. There's too many problems. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And instead of looking at the opportunity, all they see are the problems. Right. 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 And there's just people like that, dude. They're just, their mindset is just like that for some reason, you know, experiences in life or whatever. They just, they just see the problems. So hopefully if that is you, this stings a little bit and <laughs> you decide to make a change and if that's not you, stay away from people that are like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, dude, let's get into this topic, guys. So this is part two um, where we're talking to you guys and educating you on how to dominate your neighborhood. So the statistics that you just brought, Kyle, are pretty mm-hmm. staggering. 60,000 agents in the last year, 250,000 agents to come, quarter of a million agents are going to be getting out of the business. Yeah. Right. So that's good news. And bad news, right? Yeah. It's good for us, right? Who are going to still be in the business because mm-hmm. we make better choices. It's bad news for some of them. Some of them, it's probably good news, mm-hmm. right? Some of them just wasn't a fit, you know, but some of them probably really wanted it. They just didn't take the action that they needed to take to in order to make it win. 
And like we talked last episode, a lot of spoiling from the last few years of, mm -hmm. of easy peasy street. But one way that we know for sure to solidify your business and to help it survive any market is to dominate a farm area. Yep. What better area to do than the area that you live in or area that you want to live in or an area close to you? Mm -hmm. It just makes geographic sense to do it somewhere close where you can get into the Facebook page and you don't have to drive a long time and you don't have a lot of barriers in between action. Yeah. Right. Cause okay, I got to get dressed and then I got to drive over there. Mm -hmm. And right now is they're letting out of school and the traffic's going to suck. And there's all <laughs> these reasons not to go. Right. But if you do it where you live, you just get after it, mm -hmm. right? Put your shoes on, get after it, you know, be nice to your neighbors. Of course, this is going to require you to drive nice in your neighborhood, <laughs> especially if you have a recognizable car, yeah. right? To make friends with your neighbors, but don't be that guy on the Facebook the group page. <laughs> yeah, don't don't be that one. So last uh, episode, episode seven, we talked about really about Facebook group posting and how you can utilize that for free and just solidify yourself as a neighborhood expert by educating everybody there on the page, mm -hmm. right? So this episode, we're going to get into the open houses and events so why do you feel like open houses and events are, are even important man so open houses there's a lot of reasons why those are important just as a real estate agent not even in your farm area um, but they become even more impactful in your farm area so mm -hmm. we know that 90 percent of home buyers start their search online and almost half of them go to open houses without an agent right so if you're not doing open houses, you are missing out on buyers. Certainly. Um, and, you know, we, we're going to get into some more tactics there and how to attract those buyers and things that you can say and do here in a minute. But, but if you're not holding the open houses, just in general, you're losing business. There, there are some agents I know that never paid for one lead. All they did was host open houses and they have a thriving career. Absolutely. And they don't even have a farm area. They just go do open houses every weekend. Yeah. But when you do them in the farm area, you create more opportunities for face-to-face -face interactions with the people you're trying to attract. Mm -hmm. You can, uh, you're meeting the neighbors, you're door knocking with the neighbors, you're calling the neighbors. It's part of an, a comprehensive strategy to constantly remind people that you're in real estate and that you're providing value. Yeah. When they see you hosting open houses and your signs are always out every weekend, well, when they get time to come time to, to sell, who are they going to think of? Right. When they see you hosting open houses and putting in the effort, we hear this all the time where people were with one agent and then they say, well, I was with this agent, but I didn't think he was doing much or she wasn't doing very much, but I've seen your signs and your flyers and all this that you're doing. And now I want you to list my house. Dude, we literally just had that conversation this morning. Yes. yes we literally did. just had that. What a, <laughs> what a great example. Um, real world, you know, yeah. today is like July 19, 2023. Right. So um, <laughs> it works. Yes. That, that stuff really does work. And what about the events? What What's important about events? You know, the events are a way to interact with the community in a non-salesy way. And they, it's a way that, yes, you're, they're reminded that you're in real estate because you're not going to completely disassociate yourself there, but you are, you're having fun with people yeah. and they get to see a different side of you. That's not just the listing agent or the buyer's agent or whatever. You're actually getting to know these people and interact with them and meet their families. And they see you giving back to the community. There's also been a ton of listings that we've taken on our farm area where people said the only people we're going to use is the Smith team because They've given so much back to the community. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And, and there's another aspect 
depending on what events you do, there's another aspect that I don't think people consider, especially if it's like a back to school thing or like a pumpkin thing or something that you're like giving a value mm -hmm. is maybe sometimes people fall on hard times financially, right? And they may have kids and then like they can't literally can't afford at that moment mm -hmm. to do a cool thing for their kid. Right. Right. And, and now you are are creating an opportunity for them to bring their kids to and they're the hero right mm -hmm. they're they're the hero in their kids mind but you have facilitated that process for them and, and filled the gap right hey they didn't have funds to do that but you created this event they came they they were able to give their kids a good time and show them something cool and and now you are partly responsible for mm -hmm. that and i don't care if that results in business or not that's just freaking cool yeah you know if, if you have a heart for charity this is for you. Yeah. Um, cause you can give back in so many cool and really impactful ways. Yeah, certainly. So, so that's really the why behind doing yeah. those things, right? The open houses, the events is getting, getting in front of people, setting up yourself as the expert, mm -hmm. even more so than your Facebook posts or mm -hmm. in addition to your right. Facebook posts and just building relationships, mm -hmm. starting to build those relationships, giving value, creating experience, creating experiences for people. We just did that um, 4th of July event and that wasn't in our farm area, but that was a super fun event. Right, right. And, and we just kind of winged it with the little squirt gun thing. Mm -hmm. And I've never had so much fun at an event. <laughs> really, I haven't, man. And just watching the kids interact with their parents and grandparents interacting mm -hmm. with their grandkids and the kids interacting with the Hazlitt Fire Department. Right, yeah. Dude, I mean, just all the smiles that were there. I forgot to take pictures and videos. I was just so engulfed in in the moment, you know, of, yeah. of creating that experience for people. And just that, that to me is priceless. Well, it's really cool to think about that in a way that not just, yeah, we will hopefully get some business from that, but – there will be people that will be talking about that three years from now and say, Hey, do you remember when we went to the 4th of July event and we got those squirt guns and we're yeah. squirting each other? Yep. Like that is so cool to know that you've, you've created a core memory for someone. Yeah. Yeah. And, and going even deeper than that, you know, having lost a, a very close loved one. I mean, who knows? I mean, hopefully this is not the case, but that could have been someone's last 4th of July mm -hmm. with a family member and that's their memory. Yeah. Right. And and I don't know how realistic that is, but it could be, you know, yeah. it, it certainly could be. And then they look back and like, Hey, they, they might not even remember us. Yeah. Right. They just remember that moment they had with their loved one. And, and we get the satisfaction of knowing that, Hey, we, we helped with that. Well, you know, and this really aligns with a lot of our core values. Like one of those is just contribution and we love to give back and actually do that. Cause yeah, yes, we want to, again, we're, we're for profit. We're trying to make money here, but when you get to interact with people in a way that really touches their lives and you can, you can really feel that it's not yeah. just a business transaction. It is so much more rewarding to be and do this and makes those long hours and all the phone calls and all the work and the 45 minutes setting up all the signs and taking all the signs down for the open houses and doing all that. It just, it really, it really makes everything much more worthwhile. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man. Okay. Well, let's, I know we got to get back into business yeah, yeah, stuff, I dude. I love the feels of that <laughs> stuff, dude. I, I really do. Okay. So let's get tactical. That's what the people are here for. So yes. let's talk about open houses. What are some strategies that our listeners can implement with their open houses that would set them up as the expert, get people's eyes on their product, which mm -hmm. is their service, 
and, and help them connect with more people during their open houses and get more visitors? The first thing is, is, is when you're doing an open house, you got to give yourself enough time to market the open house. So yes, occasionally we will take enough, we will take an open house a day ahead of time and, and knock it out real quickly, but we don't recommend that. We recommend at least four to five days to market the open house properly. Now, the way you do this is one is you are creating a Facebook event or Google My Business event or both, even better, and you're promoting that online first. So hopefully you're in your neighborhood Facebook group, you create the event, you can share the event, talk about the event online. Um, that's step one is get in the MLS, get the event created and share it online. And then some of the tactics that we're going to talk about in the next episodes, I won't go super deep on, on the hows here, but circle prospecting. You know, I know this is something that you're passionate about. So when you're circle prospecting, you know, what what should people be thinking about there? Value. Giving value. Right. I mean, from my experience, man, everything just comes from that. You know, mm -hmm. good comes from giving value. So as you're circle prospecting, find ways that you can give value to people. You know, call them, be of value. They don't want to take your call if you're just asking for something, right? right? Deposit into that bank account, mm -hmm. right? Hey, here's here's an item of value. Here's It, it could be just information, right. right? It doesn't have to be a tangible thing. It could be just information that you're giving them that's going to be beneficial to them. Like, hey, just want to let you know, here's our open house. In celebration of the open house, we're actually giving away this, a market update, mm -hmm. you know, whatever right? right and then gives you a reason to get an email mm -hmm. right invite them to the open house send them that item of value and put them in your database you know and as you start building business in your farm area i would 100 percent recommend this is a ninja hack right here every closing in your farm area take a percentage of that and put it towards the marketing in your farm area mm -hmm. in the beginning that may be a small percentage as you build that business but i you know Eventually, you want to get up maybe 5%, 10% of each closing goes back to marketing in your farm area. That helps pay for the events, yes. um, mailers as we get into that later. But you can also spend some of that on your open houses and have, uh, I know a lot of realtors do like wine and cheese boards or something like just they'll hold a, a neighbor-only open house. Right. Maybe like so we just, you know, Friday afternoon is not maybe public in the MLS, but it's just in the neighborhood page. Yeah. And boom, you have a neighbor-only open house that you door knocked for. We'll get it. Yeah, it's another promotional uh, type here. You're yep. door knocking, you're circle prospecting, and you're promoting the neighbor only open house. And you make it an event. You yeah. know, I mean, depending on your budget here, it, you may not be able to do a whole lot, but yeah, give away something of value. I um, mean, it can it could be as small as free CMAs for everyone, or a, a demographic report from RPR or whatever. We I mean, we're all realtors. We all have access to RPR. Yeah, really easy to hold, pull up a neighborhood report and give it away for free. Yep. So I like that. So we have. Start the open house early, build up the digital marketing assets. So the Facebook event, the Google event, pictures and things for that. Circle prospecting. So I want to go back to that real quick. How many people should they call? I would say no less than 100. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just wasting time. But call as many as you can. But mm -hmm. definitely set it for, you know, no less than 100, especially if you're doing it five days. That's like 20 people a day. Right. And, and the odds are like you're probably going to leave a lot of voicemails, mm -hmm. right? Most people, if they don't recognize the number, they're not going to answer the phone call. Right. So 100 is is completely doable. Yeah. Um, a resource for that is Remind, mm -hmm. right? Most MLSs have access to Remind. So use Remind. You can use Mojo Dialer if you, if you have that. There's also Vulcan 7. And there's some others, the software platforms that you can use to, to make those phone calls. 
your title companies might also be able to pull some of that yeah. uh, phone and email information for you too. Now, don't spam people. You got to adhere to the TCPA Act and things like that. So, you know, don't auto dial them. You know, right. be sure you're you're really paying attention to those things. Call them. Right. Again, like Jeremy said, you're going to make 500 phone calls and, and oh, a handful of answer. You're yeah. going to leave a lot of voicemails. Just make sure you're the one doing it. Don't auto dial those people. Yep. Don't auto dial them. Yeah. And and have a fun script. Like, yes. Don't be salesy and don't be boring. Like that's the worst. Man. Since we're getting real tactful or. or Tactful, tactical, the tactical, there's, yeah, the, there's the word. Both work. Um, <laughs> what's a, what's a quick circle prospecting script? Throw it out for me. Awesome. Yeah. So if I'm, if I'm calling a neighborhood, it's just, it would go something like this. Hey, Kyle, Jeremy Smith here with the Smith team. You probably know who we are. We're the premier real estate team in the neighborhood. Just wanted to give you a heads up. We're hosting an open house on one, two, three, four main street on Saturday from two to four. We promised the sellers that we would invite everybody in the neighborhood. So the call is just to invite you Come and get some decorating ideas. Come and give us some good feedback on the house. Come out and meet us. We're doing a raffle. Mm -hmm. We would love to in, um, enter you into that raffle. So if you come out, we can definitely do that. And by the way, uh, the way that these neighbors knew when it was time to sell is because they're getting our monthly market update email, which keeps them up to date on everything that's going on in the neighborhood. I do not mind putting you on that list. What's the best email address for you? Done. You and go. maybe they give you the email address and maybe they don't. If they don't, bow out gracefully. Mm -hmm. Cool. Because guess what? You're going to call them again. Right. Right. When you have another open house, you're going to call them again. So mm -hmm. don't, no pressure there. Yeah. Right. Cool. No worries. You don't want to give it to us. That's fine. You know, we appreciate it. Um, hope, hope to see you there. Mm -hmm. Take care. Yeah. Or you can even ask, do you know of anybody who's looking to move into the neighborhood that should know about this? Right. Ask for phone numbers. Yeah. Cause you might get in. I mean, a lot of people are going to hear that and they'll say, thanks. Here's my email. Bye. Some people are actually gonna have a conversation with you. Oh, that's mm -hmm. cool. Well, I I know them. Like, what well, you know, what was there? Why'd they put it up for sale? Where are they going? Yeah. They get nosy, they want to know. Mm -hmm. And now you get to have a good conversation with them. Yeah. Build the rapport. So no, I love that. So you're calling at least a hundred people, as many really as you can. You are there's your script. So if you need to rewind, go back and listen to that. Do that because that was that's gold. And then we are promoting through door knocking as well. So you know, we'll, we'll talk a little, we'll go a little bit more deeper on door knocking and uh, even more in even deeper on circle prospecting um, in the next episode. But what else can we do to help promote that open house? Shitload of signs. Ooh. Shitload of signs. Not one in the front yard. <laughs> I see that all the time. And it's just like, I, I don't care if you use generic signs. Like it's better if your signs are branded, right? right? So that they can see your brand. If they're not branded, that's okay too, mm -hmm. right? Just you want people there, right? Yeah. So the best way to do that is is to put a lot of signs out there. And does it take time? Yes, it does. You got to put them up, take them down, and you may lose some. Some mm. angry neighbor may destroy <laughs> one, or sometimes the local police department come take them or code enforcement mm -hmm. or whatever. But put up a lot of signs. And the reason why I suggest that, one, it's easier to find the house when there's a lot of signs directing you to it. Mm -hmm. Secondly, we're trying to stand out, right? Chances are you're not going to have 100% market share in your farm area, mm -hmm. right? So there's, there's going to be competition. There will always be competition. You know, side note, never get complacent and think that there's not, mm -hmm. right? There will always be competition. The moment you stop all this stuff is the moment you start losing it. So definitely put up a lot of signs because you want to stand out. You want people to see that other brokerage or that other agent who may have a couple listings in the area, mm -hmm. be doing a couple open houses. They do five signs, right? But you do all the signs, yeah. right? 30 signs, 40 signs, whatever it mm -hmm. takes. We had an agent do an open house in our farm area recently, and she put up a bunch of signs. Actually, we put them up for her because there was a there's a kid in my neighborhood that wants to get into real estate. So mm -hmm. we're just kind of teaching him some stuff. We were teaching him to put up signs. We put up a lot of signs. 
um, just to give him some training and to help her with the mm -hmm. open house. Well, there was a lady a few doors down that also did an open house. And she just piggybacked off of our signs. Like <laughs> yeah. really, she just put like one or two signs in the front right. yard and that was it. Like we we pretty much signed the whole neighborhood, which is totally fine, right? Because it's the branding, mm -hmm. right? We want people to see our brand. And if you combine all of this, bunch of signs, phone calls, door knocking, social media posts, social media events. And then when they come into your open house, it is set up very professionally, mm -hmm. right? And and the atmosphere, remember, we're creating an experience, mm -hmm. right? So the experience is great when they come in. Man, you're going to get looky loose that are coming in. They're going to be super impressed with all the work that you have done. And people want to work with hustlers, mm -hmm. right? They really do. If if they're going to list their home and they have a few options and they know this person shows out every single time, they're coming to you, man, because they want top dollar for their house. They don't want to mess around and risk it not selling. Well, also think about the buyers that are going to multiple open houses in one day. Yeah. Now they have comparisons against the different agents. And if you stand out as an agent who had more, the most signs, they came in and you had this nice display set up for the sign-in and information on the house presented and all of the stuff that makes you look very professional, you're going to stand out again. And the, the, the natural link in our brain is, well, if they do this really well, they're also going to help me buy a house really well. Absolutely. And now there's another fantastic segue into, you know, when you're talking to people at the open house, what should you be asking and what should you stay away from? Yeah, man, there's, there's a ton of stuff. So I like to ask people if they want a tour or if they want to look on their own. Mm -hmm. Like I have a particular way of doing that because people love choices. Right. Right. And I don't want to assume either way. Mm -hmm. Right. So I assume that they want to look at the house because they're there. That's right. a safe assumption, but I, I don't want to assume whether or not they want me to show them the house or they want to look at it on their own. So I'll ask them that. I'll have picked out three to five items about the house that are not super obvious that I want to showcase. So maybe the home is in an area where there's no city taxes. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't see that with your eyes, right? right. So I want to make sure that I highlight whether I do a tour or not. I want to make sure I highlight that. Maybe there's some hidden spice racks or a hidden room. Sometimes you have rooms that are behind um, bookshelves, mm -hmm. right? And and they don't know that that's there, right? I want right. to show them that. I want to show them that in a fun way, mm -hmm. right? So maybe we put like a little stuffed animal behind the door <laughs> and just make it funny, right? Just make it a cool experience for them, but also be asking them, like educating them on stuff. Mm -hmm. If you write, if you ask the right questions, then you can really get to understand what people are after, right? right. Like we use the spin technique, right? Mm -hmm. Situation, problems, implications, and needs. And you can use that strategy in an open house to figure out where people are. I've had I've had buyers come into open houses and say, hey, we've been going to open houses and we're interviewing agents. They don't know we're interviewing them, but we're just mm -hmm. talking to them and seeing. And I get those buyers because we're educating them. We're just being people. Yeah. You know, just my, my best advice is to treat everybody like they're your, your best friend. Yes. Like imagine whoever your best friend is, someone, the easiest person in your life to talk to. That's that person right there. Yeah. Talk to him and be super chill. Yeah. Ask open-ended questions. I love this because we have a different style at open houses. So my first question is normally, what's the most important room in the house to you? Mm. You know? And so it's the assumptive close. Once I hear that, because it's almost always, um, you know, the kitchen or the master bathroom or bedroom or something like right. that. So I've already tried to find some other details about that. Another setup pro tip is 
if you're not the listing agent, talk to the listing agent. Hey, what features should I be pointing out about this house? Right. What is something they can't see? And you get that information from the listing agent. But yeah, as you're there, you can, you, you say, Oh, cool. The kitchen. Well, let me show you about the kitchen and this and that. You're just talking to them. Right. And the whole time, yeah, you're asking open-ended questions. What brings you out today? Right. How'd you find us? You know, and that's a great question also. So, you know, like, was it your signs? Was it something you did online? Absolutely. You, know, you live in the neighborhood. Yeah. All sorts of cool questions there. You know, it, you might get some pushback there, but that's all just getting familiar with the conversations you need to have with these people. Yeah. And if you're super strategic with your questions, like it's really easy. So if somebody comes into an open house, you could say, hey, who do I, who, who can I thank for referring you to our open house today? Right. Well, they're going to be like either my realtor, mm-hmm. you know, Joe Schmo, right. or, oh, nobody. Mm-hmm. We saw a bunch of signs or nobody. We saw it on Zillow. Right. They saw it on Zillow. Chances are they don't have a real estate agent. Right. Right. So there, there's questions you can ask in a certain way that you will get a lot of information, but the mm-hmm. questions are unassuming. Right. Yeah, definitely. And, and also using that Ford analogy, mm-hmm. right? Family, occupation, recreation, and dreams to connect with people because people want that human connection. Mm-hmm. Right. I had this agent one time at an open house. I was training him. I'll never forget this. Um, oh, well, we have like, we set our open house up a certain way and we want everybody to sign in. We have like a, a sign in sheet and mm-hmm. a sign saying, hey, you're going to have to sign in and all this stuff. So we're in the kitchen and we're like, there's the tables in between where we're at and mm-hmm. the front door and the tables where they sign up. So they come in, they look at the table and they walk right past it, mm-hmm. right? Like, and this guy jumps up, steps in front of him, puts his hand up and goes, wait, wait, we need you to sign in. And I was <laughs> like, dude, like, I, I get it. Like, I love the fact that you really want them to sign in because we right. do want them to sign in. But that is too much. Like, yeah. that's pressure. Like, yes, you're starting off your interaction with them with aggression. Yeah. Right. And and. The wall is up now, mm-hmm. right? You're never going to get that wall back down, yeah. right? So you got to start this, the the relationship off. If you're going to be building a relationship, it's got to be start off well. You got to give them a great experience, ask really good questions, questions that make sense, and then listen, mm-hmm. right? Listen and then respond appropriately. If they give you an answer, your response should acknowledge that answer, Yes. right? Don't just ignore the answer and move on to another question. It, it comes across as self-serving. So there's a whole episode we could do on that man lots of conversational strategies. techniques yeah. And, yeah 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 sales techniques and and all that stuff but definitely man open houses in your farm area is super fruitful and one idea too like if you don't have a listing mm-hmm. ask other agents yes ask other agents if your brokerage will allow you to do mm-hmm. open houses for agents at other brokerages mm-hmm. do it like why not like if you help them sell that house cool maybe you get the buyer maybe not but if it's in your farm area, mm-hmm. you need that exposure. So go out there yeah. and get it. So the question that you want to ask them when you call to talk to them is, is, hey, does your brokerage allow agents from other brokerages to host an open house for you? Yeah. What are they going to say? Well, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I'd love to do an open house at this 123 exactly. Main Street. Like, you know, would Saturday from 1 to 3 be okay? Yeah. It's a setup. And yeah, it's like Love it. now they get like now they seem they feel like a real dick if they say no. <laughs> exactly. You know? <laughs> and it's not in their yeah. seller's best interest in most cases, you know, because right. of course their sellers want the exposure. Right. You know, so definitely definitely so, something to do. So we've talked a lot about open houses and the benefits should hopefully be obvious at this point, but it's it's an integral part 
of a neighborhood. If you're trying to do a neighborhood farm and you're not doing open houses, you maybe shouldn't even consider a neighborhood farm because yeah. it, it's that important. It really is. It um, really is. You'd be, you, you would be missing out on a huge opportunity if you didn't do them. Yeah. So let's talk about events briefly because I know this one is not as common, but I think it is also super critical to get right when you're doing a neighborhood farm. Or For sure. You're trying to dominate your neighborhood. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to do events. And before we get into it, I also want to just put that thought in, in our listeners' minds mm -hmm. is that these do cost money, but you don't have to do this alone. Right. Right. Capitalize on your lenders. Capitalize on your um, title companies, mm -hmm. home inspectors, local businesses. Yes. Right. Local businesses will will give you stuff. Like mm -hmm. we did an event. We we go to local stores, local restaurants, mm -hmm. gift cards. Yeah. Right. They'll donate gift cards that you don't have to pay for because it's going to help them too. Yeah. You can. I mean, there's there's multiple ways they can help with the event. One. Yeah. Like great idea. Well, you're if you don't have money for a raffle. Raffle off the gift cards that you get donated by the local businesses. Absolutely. Or, you know, ask them to help sponsor the event and be, you know, get their name on the on a t-shirt or your signs or whatever is at the event. Or invite them if they spend enough money to be there with you. Right. You know, nothing lends credibility to your business by having another business with you. Yeah. And, and there's a whole tactics in that and growing your business through yes. B2B stuff. But I don't want them to think like I can't do events because of the finances. Right. Like find a way. Right. Right. There there are ways that you can really make it to where your costs are very low or in some cases even zero. Yeah. Right. It just requires effort. So events are important. You're creating experiences for people in the community. You're getting another opportunity to be face to face with them. Mm -hmm. Imagine if you did two open houses a month. Right. So that's 24, mm -hmm. 24 open houses a year. And then you do four events. Mm -hmm. So now you're at 28 opportunities mm -hmm. to come in, in contact with somebody. Right. Maybe even the same people. Right. Right. Every, every week almost like mm -hmm. it's powerful and it's a lot. Right. So the more people know you get to know you, see you and trust you, then they're, they're going to do business with you. So what events can you do? Well, the sky's the limit there. Right. The most popular ones, like we do the, the photos with Santa mm -hmm. Uh, pumpkin giveaway, some mm -hmm. agents give away pies, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's to past clients. You could also do it in your farm area. I really love our Easter egg hunt. Yeah. That right? one is so much fun. Yeah. That, and, and that one's super cheap. Yeah. Super cheap. I mean, I think our title company buys the eggs mm -hmm. and, and I think we buy bags of candy and just stuff the eggs. Yeah. Your biggest investment on that one is just be the time stuffing all the eggs. Yeah. That's really <laughs> it, man. Yeah. And then like we bought steaks, not not like steaks that you eat, but like steaks <laughs> in the ground. <laughs> so we didn't cook steak for everybody, but just wood steaks that you that you stake in the ground and just cordon an area off with yellow caution mm -hmm. tape. And that's your Easter egg hunt area. And mm -hmm. you know, you make a event page for it and post mm -hmm. heat times for all the different ages. And mm -hmm. and then if you, you know, as you grow more, you have a photographer there who's doing some recording and create a cool video for you that you can use for more marketing in the neighborhood. And honestly, if you don't have the, the budget for a photographer, get a friend, girlfriend, wife, significant other, whatever, just hold a, a hold your camera up your phone and record the event. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's so easy. Really? It, it really is. So back to school events, we're getting mm -hmm. ready to do that. The, the splash bash where we're going to have water wars in the neighborhood mm -hmm. just for fun. I'm sure that there's some other things like, I don't know. What could you do like in January or February? Uh, there's plenty of like, you could have a Valentine's event. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. maybe like sponsor a, uh, 
a Valentine across the neighborhood or something. I don't know. You could do all sorts of things. The, the, really, the, the thing is, is, is you want to be consistent, but you also want these spaced out a little bit. Yeah. So we all know that the spring summer sailing season is the hottest. Yes. So you have to have an event in the spring. Yeah. So you got to do something in in March, April, or May. Yeah. Uh, maybe end of school bash or something, but that's why the Easter event is so powerful because it's right before the big selling event. You could do a barbecue cook off. You could have food trucks. Mm-hmm. You know, some sort of summer event. We're about to do a, a water gun fight in yeah. our neighbor in our in our in our farm, which yeah. is already gaining tons of attention on Facebook. I know it. Um, you know, yeah, the, 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 oh, the fall events, there's, there's so many, and it, it could be something local that we have no idea that's happening in your local area. Yeah. Is there a festival or is there a certain day the city likes to celebrate something? I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. And, and tap into your HOA. Like mm-hmm. if there's an HOA in the neighborhood, they're probably yeah. doing stuff like our HOA does yard of the month. Mm-hmm. You know, there's probably an opportunity for us to tap into the yard of the month thing and, and give something away to the winner. Right. You know, something about, Hey, you know, every month we're going to give, you know, X thing, right, you know, right. way. And maybe it's donated, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's a donated item that has, you know, a gift card for Ho Depot or mm-hmm. something to do with their lawn, you know, or local nursery. Right. Hey, we're going to give you a gift card to this local nursery where you can go buy more plants for your mm-hmm. front yard, you know, yeah. just something cool that, that you can give. You know, as I'm thinking about that, what if we mail them something? Yeah. You know, you say, Hey, here's a, you know, yard of the month award winner posted through the HOA page and then send them something cool in the mail. Congratulations. I saw you guys are yard of the month. Here's a gift card, da, da, da. But there's all kinds of ways that you can insert your business Mm -hmm. and yourself into these special occasions. Yes. So, so definitely do them. I know we're not going too deep into the events, but just know you should be doing them. Yes. You should be doing four of them a year, space them out one a quarter. Yep. Or more. Mm -hmm. And just have fun. You know, I think that's the important thing of that. Don't really do this with expectations of immediate results. Yeah. Just go out there and have fun, create experiences that you're going to share with other people. And they're automatically going to start getting to know you. They're going to like you. They're going to trust you. And then when they have friends or family that want to sell or buy a home, they're going to refer them to you. Mm -hmm. When they're ready to buy or sell, they're going to call you. And your business is going to continue to grow just with these strategies alone. Yeah. Yeah. If you did nothing else, but just these two, and then use the tactics to generate interest around them, like the circle prospecting, the, the door knocking, the Facebook groups, that alone would, would probably solidify you as a neighborhood farm expert. Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. So guys, is it a lot of work? Yes, yeah. it is, but it's not hard work, No, right? It's definitely better than not doing any work at all. And the payoff is, is amazing. It becomes fun. The more you do it, the more consistent you are, the easier it gets, the more money you make from it, which when you're making more money, now you can outsource the work mm-hmm. and it just starts to happen on its own and you just show up. Yeah. I right? mean, the first time you do these, it's going to be the hardest. The next time will be easier and it just gets easier and easier. And then now, you know, think about if your farm area has a thousand homes in it and all of a sudden you have 50 to 60 transactions a year out of your farm area. Yeah. And all you're doing are these events in the air in there. You're not yeah. paying for leads through Zillow. You're not paying realtor.com. You're not doing Facebook ads. You're yep. just doing your neighborhood farm yep. stuff. Yep. Lucrative. Yeah. Can be very lucrative. Now there was a bonus I meant to offer last episode, but I'm going to offer it now. Okay. So any one of our listeners right now that wants to, you know, something that we're, we're talking about how to dominate your neighborhood. Well, what if your neighborhood isn't the one you want to dominate or how do you even know if that's good to dominate? Yeah. So anyone that wants to, there'll be a link in our, sh- in our show notes description. 
for a separate video. It's going to be in depth on how to analyze the numbers behind your farm area and figure out whether it's a good investment or not. Oh, that's good, dude. Cause yeah. not all areas are good for farm areas. No, no. And so that one is going to be really tactical. I'm going to share some spreadsheets and some stuff with you and how to look those numbers up and how to actually analyze them and decide whether or not you want to do that one or a different neighborhood. Oh, that's a good one, dude. Yeah. I know you're going to give that away. Yeah. Okay. That's, All right. That's the secret sauce. Well, you guys better take advantage <laughs> of that because that that's worth a lot of money right there. So uh, awesome. Thank you for doing that, dude. That's, yeah. that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Some folks are going to really benefit who put that into play. Mm -hmm. So good stuff. Well, we've got, uh, do we have our topic for the next one yet? Uh, you know, not, not yet. We were going to, we're going to hold on to the topic for next one just for a minute and just stay tuned though, because we will be continuing the series on how to dominate your neighborhood. Hopefully you've been finding some value here. Give us a like, give us a subscribe. And, you know, if there is something specific or a question we maybe we glossed over that you want to know more about, hit us up in the comments. Yeah. 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 We'd love to talk. I mean, obviously we'd love to talk real estate. So yeah. let us know and we would be happy to answer any questions you have. For sure. Yeah. You guys stick around. We will have more in episode nine on how to dominate your neighborhood. As always, you guys move forward with vigor. Know that this market is challenging. But there is no reason why you cannot succeed despite the odds. If there's anything that we can do for you, hit us up. Take advantage of Kyle's generous offer, and we will see you on the next one. Peace.